Hello, everybody. It's Jeff. One thing I forgot to mention in this episode is that Beer Sheets are live. You can go ahead and find a link to that in the description to the episode. Um, another thing about this episode is if you're hearing this on the free feed, you're just getting the salary cap draft stuff. If you're hearing this on the Patreon feed, you're going to get salary cap draft and our AFC North and NFC North rundowns. Uh, with Evan Hoofler, Mike Valverde, Walker Kelly, and myself. So, once again, beer sheets are live, and please enjoy the episode. Time. All right, is everybody ready? First of all, I should probably ask that. Yeah, I'm good to go whenever you guys are ready to go. Okay. Walker? I'm good. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't hear noise out of you. I didn't get a harumph out of this guy. Uh, what? Sorry, go, yeah, no, never mind. I was, about to just, I was about to have you Google something for me, right? And you're about to go live. Never mind. Why are you going to have me Google something? I know, right? That's why I stopped. I was like, never mind. <laughs> Your fingers work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my regular co-hosts, Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde, and... We said to ourselves, you know, Heath Cummings last time, that was a big get. But we need to get a big dog. And I don't know how we pulled him. He's here, folks. Evan Hoovler, uh, making his Football Absurdity podcast debut? No, he's, he's been here before. I don't remember no, I don't, that. I don't think. I don't, oh, I wait, no maybe not. Maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Evan, how are you doing? But I'm great today. I booked my flight to my 21st Big Money League in-person draft. Oh, where are you going this year? Reno. Reno? Nice. Yeah. Are you flying straight into Reno? Uh, no, I'm going to fly into SFO where uh, I'm, I'm landing at the same time with one of my buddies and we're oh, getting okay. picked up by another buddy and we're just going to go nuts on that Thursday. I was going to say, you're you're driving past an airport to get there, but if everybody's meeting in the Bay, you're driving yeah. past two airports. You're driving past SAC and Oakland. But all righty. Uh, Walker, how's your day going? Oh, uh, you know, it's going just uh, pretty uneventful stuff happening up up in Michigan. <laughs> the whole state of Michigan? Yeah, and there's nothing going on. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're not in the news or anything like that. Yeah. So, Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, things are going, you know, whatever. But Things are going. Things are going. Yes. That's a good so way to put it. I'm going to tell a little story about what's going on with me today. And I would encourage anybody who... Do, who uh, get squeamish to maybe jump forward about two minutes. Um, Done. So um, everybody, well, Walker didn't know, but everybody knows dogs can't have onions, right? It can kill them. Did you also know that dogs can have enough onions that it won't kill them, but it will give them explosive diarrhea and the worst parts you've ever smelled in your entire life? I didn't know. Because, because that is the bubble that I've been living in in the last 11 hours because – my dog woke me up at 4 a.m. and there was diarrhea everywhere. Oh. And uh, Mike, you know how hot it is here, so we can't even open the windows. <laughs> so oh. I've been I've been hotboxing dog farts all day. Oh. <laughs> is it is it the puppy or is it or it's the big dog? Okay. Yeah, my um uh she got a hold of so, just a little bit like maybe a teaspoon or two of onions, and because she's such a big dog, they were like, if she throws up and gets lethargic, bring her in. Otherwise probably don't have to worry about it uh-huh. and um yeah that's what i've been dealing with so i uh my dog woke me up at like 3 45 like with her face in my face i think to be like oh, i made a mistake 
So that's that's what I've been I've been uh, hotboxing dog farts. So and, and uh, just to let you guys know, since I have the temperature right in front of me, it's 102 degrees. Yeah. So no windows open. So too much. Too much. Too many numbers. That's too high of a degree. So uh, we got Evan on today, and I just want to say I think so, that's where Chase Claypool is going to finish as wide receiver ooh, 102. I think Whoa. that Chase Claypool is going to be as hot as a 102 degree day. <laughs> See how I turned that around? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do today is uh, this is the whole episode is a Patreon episode, but we have Evan available. Evan is our salary cap guru. We're going to take that part down from the paywall. So if you're hearing this without paying for it, you're only going to hear the first half of the episode. Second half of the episode, we're going to talk about the AFC and NFC North. Um, TH Fantasy, who is, uh, you know, the other podcast on the Football Absurdity Podcast Network, meaning we host it for Tony and Ryan. Um, they did a division preview as well. So if you want more on these divisions, you can check them out. Um, just look up TH Fantasy on um, any of your podcastual apps and you should be able to find it. So let me get the business out of the way. Uh, player profile month is here. I wrote six player profiles today. I have 13 left. I'm going to write six tomorrow. I'm going to write seven on Friday. And that will give us 160 player profiles. I'm going to take all those player profiles uh, sleeper breakout bust, uh, rookie roundup, basically all the work that we've been doing on the website since January. Going to put it in a nice little package, and that's going to be released on August 1st. Uh, if you are a patron, you're going to get that for free through Patreon, patreon.com slash football absurdity. Three bucks a month gets you there. Uh, if you do not want to join the Patreon, you can get it for seven bucks. Send uh, $7 to footballabsurdity at gmail.com on PayPal and shoot us an email to that same address, and we will email you that pdf uh that one also gets updated during preseason uh, i usually do it once a week um depending on i have to look at the the schedules for uh off season or for preseason stuff but i usually i think i did it on wednesdays last year um and so you'll get updates to that right up until uh that last week of the preseason uh we do have a new patreon ike baia hello hello welcome in thank you very much uh happy to have you um if you want to join the discord well, we have a great discord uh i we were talking before the episode and everything evan was like oh there's a discord thing for that oh there's a discord thing for that so you can join the discussion there at tiny.cc slash fb absurdity you can check us out on twitter at fball absurdity at big daddy dricks at rfl red zone at jeff crisco or evan who i don't think has doesn't tweet at all at evan hoovler <laughs> yeah i tweeted i tweeted the day before yesterday Oh, you did? Yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted day before yesterday. Here's the tweet. Here's the tweet. Is Imagine Dragons the greatest children's band of all time? Uh, I don't know. That tweet seems kind of radioactive, folks. <laughs> I have tweeted, uh, let's see. Oh, these are all auto tweets. Oh, my last real tweet was three hours ago. A picture, a video of my dog. Um, but I love uh, the real power, power user is... Um, uh, I tweeted a day and a half ago. That's a that's yeah. a real power user. I, I tweeted the day before yesterday. Well, guess what? I tweeted the day after yesterday <laughs> and, and every other day. <laughs> I don't have a thought without putting it on Twitter.com. That is about 80 percent true. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> so. All right. I tweeted, we, I tweeted the other day. Bart Pimpson. Bart Pimpson. I did not see that. Hold on. I have to find that so I can retweet it because that is pretty good. Uh, I saw it. I, I auto retweeted a tweet a while ago that was a uh, 5,000 
what is it? 5,000, 6,500, 300, whatever it is. Anyways, that was a good story, Jeff. What are you talking about? I am very tired. I just don't even know what you were trying to say. The thing from Rent, it's uh, 5,600 whatever minutes. I have no idea what you're talking about. 565, what is it? 525,600 minutes. There it is. That's the song. That's the song, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the tweet was five. The the tweet was 525,600 minions, and this is a great Uh episode so far. I am killing it. I am very tired. I found Bart Pimpson. I retweeted it. Let's do pick your poison. So if this is the first episode, pick your poison. What we do is I find something or other that's somewhat somehow related, and then I say. Which one of these do you want? So since we have Evan on, our salary cap guru, uh, my plan was to do a tight end, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver that were all about the same price. But Evan, your price tiers for tight ends didn't really uh, facilitate that. So um, we'll talk oh. about that. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, my pick your poison are these are all thirteen to fifteen dollars. We've got Jalen Hurts, AJ Dillon, Deontay Johnson, or Michael Pittman. Uh, which, which do you prefer? And Evan, you're the guest. We will start with you. Oh, well, this is easy. Pittman for 13 by far. He's got a new quarterback. He's got, he's got the strongest look to leap forward. Uh, Jalen Hurts for 13. There's a, you will get a top seven quarterback for, in the teens, no matter what, uh, if you're doing 10 or 12 team, one quarterback auctions, AJ Dillon for 15 is a bit high. You could pay another $10 and get a better starter like Jock Jacobs or 15 and get an Ezekiel Elliott. So, uh, and Deontay Johnson's cool, but again, the quarterback. Um, so first of all, Evan, it's clear you haven't been listening to the podcast because Jalen Hurts <laughs> is a top five quarterback. First oh, he is. Yeah. But still you can get a top five quarterback for $15. You hear that Walker? Yeah. Evan agrees with me. Great. That's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, top six, but, you know. No. That's, that's where I am. No. Six. He's he top five. Game of football. Number six, baby. <laughs> Mike, are you also going with Michael Pittman, your boy? Well, yeah, of course. Um, you guys know that I have Jalen Hurts as a QB 13 yeah. um, or 14. A.J. Dillon, I agree with Evan. 15 seems to be too much. I'd rather take the chance on Michael Pittman. Deontay Johnson, we discussed that last week my feelings about Deontay Johnson um, that have no credibility or uh, facts. It's all emotion for Deontay Johnson, but I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> Deontay Johnson's going to suck. I don't care. Just deal with it when the season's over and you'll see Mike is right because, you know, feelings matter. And Mike's, uh, Mike's having the same take on Deontay Johnson as I'm having on Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to listen. You can say whatever you want. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> uh, so Michael Pittman at 13 and plus he's a Colt. Yeah, come on. Of course. For Supuesto. Uh Walker, what about you? Uh I'm going with Hertz. Um top five I like, quarterback. I like uh I like my number six quarterback at thirteen dollars. That's pretty good value, I feel like. And I think that I can get pretty similar receivers to Pittman slash Johnson for less money. Um I, I feel like the wide receiver market kind of bottoms out like right after those guys. And you can get people like Brandon Cooks, who is, what did you say he was, like $3? Yeah, well, yeah, on Yahoo, he's $3. Evan, what's he on your your salary cap sheet? 
So just for thanks for the segue, I keep a independent set of data based on all of the all or almost all human mock drafts we have because you can't get average auction value or average salary cap value uh, from a major site and trusted because it includes bots and bots ruin everything. So in 12 team leagues and, and anyone who comes into our discord, I'll give you the link. You can paste your data to and be part of the, the network. Uh, Brandon Cooks is going for $9 on average in 12 team drafts with a low of seven and a high of 13. And in 10 team uh, values, uh, Brandon Cooks is going for Five dollars, the low two and a high of eight dollars. Okay, I'll still take it. I'll yeah, that is that still insanely good value. So, and I can get Juju for pretty, pretty cheap too. So I, I, I just I, I feel like Hertz is the, the, the best value plus like positional need combo. I'm going Jalen Hurts as well. Top five quarterback, uh, locked and loaded. Not going to finish lower than that. So um, so we're going to go ahead and transition over to talking about salary cap stuff. And Evan, I have a question for you. Yep. Okay. So putting your salary cap data aside, um, I'm looking at Yahoo average auction value, which you said you can't trust, which, you know what, I, I need you to trust it for just a second to uh, answer this hypothetical question. So you've got the top of the tight end market. You got Travis Kelsey, 45 bucks. You got Mark Andrews, 34 bucks. You got Kyle Pitts at 16, George Kittle at 12, Darren Waller at 12. Am I stupid for trying to get two out of the three of the guys that are in the teens and letting the chips fall where they may? Or am I wasting money, do you think? How active is your league in trading? Uh, Probably moderately. I think Kyle Pitts, no matter how active your league is, you'll be able to find a trade for Kyle Pitts because everybody's just like, Kyle Pitts! They're losing their mind over him. So I guess the value of hitting on a top three, hitting on separation, which is what Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews did last year, the value of hitting on separation, I would say, is worth $30. So that's fine. Uh, Uh... you better hit, though. But, you know, Kittle, Waller, and Pitts, if one of those doesn't finish top three, if, if if you can't pick two out of those and have enough, yeah, I like it. If you pick two out of those, the odds are sufficient enough that you won't be burning $30 just to be head of the tight end blob. All right. I, I, I uh, came up with that thought yesterday, and I was like, how stupid is this? I'll ask Evan. So... <laughs> So um, let's get into some salary cap stuff. So, Evan, I asked you what you wanted to talk about with the salary cap stuff. And I think the number one thing that you kind of emphasized was uh, don't reinvent the wheel. And before you get into that, I'm finding uh, when I have discussions with people on fantasy Twitter who are, let's be honest here, scared of salary cap drafts. The number one thing they they do is that they, they like outthink themselves. Like, it's just like you just bid money to get a player that you like. And if you don't like how much money the player is going for, you don't get the player. It's a very straightforward thing. Yeah. Um, the thing about salary cap drafts is that you need to fill space on the internet and on podcasts. And so in order to fill space, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's interesting different strategies you can try and different ways to nominate. And, and because they have to fill space, but Wally and I try these out on our stream, we stream at Twitch backslash football absurdity. Uh, uh, once a week now, I'm picking it up later. We try all these out, and they just they work sometimes great, and they don't work another time great. But really, it's just there's very very simple strategies that work every time. 
because they're not working so much as doing a mathematical thing that can't be debated. Like if I nominate a guy early for who's going to go for large dollar amount money, I am always going to get a large dollar amount out of the pool. It's mm-hmm. not like if I nominated a guy I like early, maybe I'll sneak it in before the market said, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But why not do the thing that does it every single time and leave your brain power for crunching the numbers and seeing how the market's working and just taking a break to see if you're getting the guys you want to get. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that people just do like a formula. Um, I saw a tweet today and I wanted to know how crazy this is as somebody who doesn't just do a formula for his salary cap draft values. Uh, somebody was talking about how um, if he ran the numbers on Cooper Cup projections and VORP and all that stuff, his break-even point for losing value on getting him onto your roster is $90. What? <laughs> That's somebody who just puts everything into a spreadsheet and lets that tell them the the, uh, the salary cap value. Well, even then, the separation between Cup and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, he'd have to repeat that year. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's another thing that I got into a discussion about today that I wanted to talk to you about is people do Cooper Cup versus the wide receiver 37, for example. When really in the salary cap draft, isn't it more Cooper Cup versus Je- Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase? Since you're since those are all going around the same price and you're just trying to find which one's the best value of the three. I don't so. Think- what, what oh. is it again? I broke I'm stuck on the ninety dollars. I'm like, give me two running back ones. I don't yeah. get the separation there. I don't. Okay, say it again. I'm clearing my head. Sorry. So, so what I'm saying is, this guy ran the numbers against uh, Cooper Cup versus, we'll say, Alan Lazard, who's a two dollar wide receiver, the wide receiver thirty seven. When really that's not the decision you're making. The decision you're making is Cooper Cup versus Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, or Cooper Cup versus two of Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill. It's more about emphasizing the skill at the top rather than the replacement value if that makes sense yeah and the thing is uh it also could be said cooper cup versus getting four back back four tight end two sorry four wide receiver twos which four tight end about, twos which will go for about 40 to 50 dollars for total, $4. which will go for about 30 to 40 dollars total if you get like four wide receiver twos just extrapolate it because you did one high-end guy two back end wide receiver one so i'm just saying you can get four uh, middle t- receiver shoes. With all those, with the latter two, you can have thirty bucks left over. So I'll 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 take that gamble over the separation that a, a wide receiver one would provide, and especially not Cooper Cup, who's who's uh, commanding about five dollars more than even the the next uh, wide receiver to go. Even then, I'll take the five dollars. Let me get that and get get uh, a Brandon Cooks, as you said earlier, or Juju Smith Schuster. You know, in addition to a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase. Okay, so um, part two, and I'm going to ask Walker and Mike to postulate on this and see who who this applies to. You you have your second point. Know a few players you want and get them. So who is this? Is this go get your guys? Yeah, I don't. Avaya, we have a debate about this a lot. Well, it's not a debate because we all end up agreeing to like disagree. But a lot of people like to value shop in drafts, and 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 they don't like to eliminate the possibility of getting anyone if they go too low. And that's a viable strategy. If you're like, well, I I don't like, say, uh, who's a, Leonard Fournette. If I don't like Leonard Fournette, but hey, he's going for $29. I've got to go in there and get him. Great. That's a viable strategy. It's not my strategy. I like to look at my roster at the end and be like, yes, 
you've all got that dog in you. You're all my children now. You're all the people that all the breakups I wanted and everything worked out great. So uh, it, it, that's important. Uh, also, especially at the top end, the top end always goes for inflation. So if you don't know who you, whom you want and aren't willing to bid for them, you're going to end up with the with the, a guy for a good price. But it's, it's going to be the guy that every other manager at the table did not want to roster at fair market value. So it's hard to feel good about those guys when you could just buy now and find the savings later. Sorry, uh, roster now and find the savings later. Uh, all right. So you're in a salary cap draft. Um, Mike Walker, we've talked about this a lot. Who who are the guys that you're going out of your way to get? Walker, maybe a couple guys from you and a couple guys from Mike so that people get an idea of you know, who we've talked about and who this might be. Um, for me, Saquon Barkley. Um, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I mean, those are the main three, the the top end guys. Yeah. So okay. So um, let's see. I'm looking oh, at Stephon Evan- Diggs too. Diggs is a really good one this year for me. Yeah, Diggs is good value, forty five bucks. I think Diggs is going to bounce back. Um, so you can add those four guys for. Less than it looks like by Evans' uh, salary cap value, less than a hundred bucks. So that's half your half your budget, and you've got you know four guys that you that you actively want, which yeah. is almost half your starters. And then you can fill in around the edges. Um, <clears throat> Mike, uh, who would who would be the two or three guys that you would go out of your way to get? I think um, an interesting one is Christian McCaffrey because he's Ooh. sliding up and down draft boards. So depending on where he is, uh, like I did a mock draft a month ago and he was like, I got him at 108. So if he's at 108, that's like an instant hit. But if he's like 102, then it just becomes, okay, that's kind of where I see him anyways. Um, Let's see. uh, You know, I always after Johnson Taylor, of course, but that's easy because he's the number one guy. Yeah. I, I, I do, as Walker said, I do like Saquon Barkley because I think middle second round where he, normally he's going that I, I don't know. I just I just, again, feelings and feel that he's going to be um, he's going to have a great season. Um, maybe right. not. I'm sorry. What? I just said that's right. Yeah. Yeah, You're absolutely right. Um, And maybe not as good as his rookie season, but it's going to be by the end of the year, we're going to say, okay, he's a 103 now, a 102 kind of guy. He's back. He's back. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great way to say it. Um, So so, um, real quick, Mike, you mentioned middle of the second round for Saquon Barkley. That comes out to twenty five dollars on Evan's salary cap sheet. So amazing value. Yeah. So um, just so people get an idea of like how quickly values fall off. He's uh, going for also he's going for an average of thirty four dollars in ten teams and thirty seven dollars in uh, 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 twelve teams. But the the range is huge. The range he's going for anywhere between twenty three and forty seven in ten teamers. And I just want to stick in here and say Mike illustrates a good thing where you can have the fun of value shopping, but also having the fun of getting your guy as long as you're like I'm going to pay more than what's listed for my guy, but there's a limit. So if you're like, Saquon Barkley is listed at, I think, 36 on Yahoo. If you're like, oh, I'll pay 40. You're like, okay, cool. I got a value. If you get him for 39, you still got a value for your heart, you know, for your brains. But you also uh, were willing to pay above market value, so you were still able to remain competitive. 
So I think that plays into, Evan, you can take that money and then uh, get a wide receiver too, because this is kind of a, it's been a staple of your salary cap strategy, your barbecue strategy, is the wide receiver market crash, where you can get guys at well below market value. You you just have to be, I think, flexible about which one of them you get. Yeah, yeah. Uh... And it's reflected, and we have, you mentioned Yahoo's value, so I have them open. It's reflected in everyone's values, uh, uh, what they're listed for versus what they go for. Around wide receiver 15 uh, is where it tends to crash. The thing is that it's a closed market. So closed market economics, which I, I knew nothing about until I started to try and master fantasy football. And it's really demand versus supply. There's a, If there's a High demand and not a high supply, they tend to go for more than market value. Like there's only one Cooper Cup. There's only one of them. The demand is high, so he's going to go more than projected. There's not a lot of demand for the Terry McLaurins and DJ Moores and Cortland Suttons out there because the, and the supply is huge. So eventually the market will drop off, and that's around right receiver 15. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Yahoo list for 29, and it's going for about 15. And I'm finding similar things with my all humans. And he's wide receiver 14. List going for over half of what less than half of what he's listed that happens every year yeah so um is there in that group players that i guess you prefer yes i actually came out with a list of 12 and i put it it's a playlist on our youtube football absurdity youtube Ooh. 12 players that are most likely to i say i i phrase it as become the next cooper cub because i'm trying for clicks you know but it's really <laughs> that it's really the breakout the ones who are likely to make a jump into mid wide receiver one status and i rank them from 12 to one and i'll just i won't go through all 12 but the number the top three where i'm like look you can get this person these three people for probably 20 dollars total uh, uh, are Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney, and Hollywood Brown. But those guys you can get, and I, I see they've had great – well, Mooney's had the talent, and hopefully Justin Field makes the, makes the adjustment. But Brown and Sutton have had those adjustments at quarterback that tends to make the breakouts. What was Cooper Cup's main thing? Well, he got an improvement at quarterback. So there's stuff like that where you're like, look, this guy might – worst case scenario, I paid wide receiver two money for a wide receiver two. Best case scenario is the, the sky. I'm loving I'm looking on our YouTube right now. I'm loving these videos. You've got a collection of them. This isn't SpawnCon, I promise. And they're about two to three minutes long, all of them. And it's the case for 12 guys, like you said, the, the list of 12. So um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't, so, I don't think it can be SpawnCon because we're just plugging our own thing. Well, it's this is the Football Absurdity Podcast, sponsored by the Football Absurdity YouTube channel. <laughs> well, the Football Absurdity YouTube channel might be the only people who pay us, so there is that. Yeah. <laughs> We're sponsored by our patrons. That's right. We by patrons, patrons like the people who are held, will hear the second half of this episode. That's right. But not the people who only hear the first half. So, um, Evan, you mentioned new salary cap data, and I was working off of old salary cap data. I was looking at your old... Uh, the article that you published on um, June 27th for the values that I had. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, you have some big words in here like bearishness and bullishness. And I, 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 I need you to explain all this for me. Yeah, so we're, we're working off uh, uh, new models. We're football absurdity. Our whole point is to be absurd, to go where other people aren't going and, and go therefore go beyond. And what we're doing this year in terms of salary cap is, yeah, I have my salary cap list where I'm like, 
okay, here's what I think they are valued at. If you were to put projections into a formula and spit that out and dollar values and then do what no one else is doing, which is anticipate the wide receiver two market crash so you can bump up the top dollar values and bump down the lower dollar values. But in addition to that, uh, we have, as I mentioned before, our mostly or all human uh, uh, salary cap draft sheets where we just have the I, I made I made a system of spreadsheets where readers plug in their 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 drafts that were mostly all humans and it crunches the numbers and scrapes it for average value minimum maximum and then the mode what numbers coming up the most so you can say hey this number might come up the most and you can see that and that's something that's not been done anywhere else and it gives you the non-bot perspective because if a bot's in a draft if more than two bots are in a draft the draft is worthless the bots will utterly skew the market so it goes in ridiculous ways for instance i was in a draft that started off with two bots earlier today and about halfway through uh, a third bot dropped out that i could i then said this data is not viable about an hour later into the draft i got darnell mooney and and deandre hopkins for a dollar each that's how <laughs> fragile the system is. Like no one's ever kidding either of those guys for a dollar. But that's how fragile the system is, which is why it was which is why I sat down for an afternoon and learned how to program spreadsheets to get actual human auction data. So or salary cap data. So that's that's one big thing going on uh, as an index. And then the second thing I'm working on now is so okay, we have this market crash. We have to make sure that it's going to happen because like 1% of the time it doesn't. And we want to know when it's going to happen because if it's going to happen sooner, I'm going to get more savings. But if I get the savings then, I don't have cool stuff to spend it on. So I want to anticipate the savings that I'm going to have later, earlier, so I know how much I can go all in on the real studs I want. So lately I've been noticing if you nominate wide receiver ones earlier, the high ends, that tends to correlate However much they go over market listed value tends to correlate with where the with how soon the market will crash. So if I nominate Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and I, I'm finding they're going for, you know, uh, five to ten dollars more than listed. I'm finding then I can get wide receiver 12s or 13s in 10 teams or wide receiver 14 and 15s in, in uh, 12 teams for, for less, which means. I can go ahead and push in on those running back ones I really like. Or if they're all if all these early wide receivers are going for market value or below market value, oh, let me hold off and try to get the back end running back ones because I'm not going to have as much savings to push in. I'm going to want that to compete for wide receiver twos, which will still be going below market value, but whatever. So I'm just noticing nom nominating. And by noticing, I mean I've been studying and have data, and the data is clearly trending towards nominating a high-end wide receiver for the first few rounds and noticing where it goes predicts the wide receiver market late, which tells you what you can do with the running back market now. Oh, my God. I'm so down the rabbit hole with this, aren't I? <laughs> All right. No, that that actually makes sense. Um, it, it's – you want to get your Cooper Cups, your Jamar Chases, your Justin Jeffersons into the into the bidding pool so you can see if, hey, they're going for, you know, if somebody spends like $85 on each of those guys, you know, those guys are going for major values. That means that you can then spend on the high-end running backs knowing that you'll get the uh, the wide receivers when the market collapses. Yes. Did I do that and in, right? Yeah, yes. And in super perfect. And in super flex, instead of wide receivers, nominating high end QBs early will let you know what to spend on the RB market. That's the hardest thing is when you do super flex, the quarterback values shoot up by a factor of five 
maybe six even. And that means the running backs early tend to either go for a lot because people don't know this, or they go for a little. I'm bidding on CMC, and he's at 50 in a Superflex auction. Is this good? Is this not good? Well, let's look at where the quarterbacks were. If the quarterbacks have been going for high amounts, yes, yeah, CMC is probably not – there's probably a, an equivalent replacement for less. If the quarterbacks are going for low amounts, oh, let me jump in and get this guy because all of a sudden the running back market might explode. Okay. So, uh, Mike or Walker, do you have any questions for Evan on salary cap stuff? Because I think we've got it kind of uh, 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 nailed down. And, Evan, I'm going to get some resources from you for uh, all the stuff that you've talked about. And we'll have all that stuff in the episode description, too. So, any questions for him, Walker? Uh, if you had to get one of your RB1s, which one are you leaving most of your drafts with? I, I love that question. Great job. Um Aaron Jones is going. Sorry, to I don't know why 40. that was funny to me. Great job, thanks, man. <laughs> I teach fifth grade, man. I teach fifth grade, so I was like, that was an excellent thing, even if it was like the worst thing ever. But it wasn't. That was awesome. Um, you know, I, my heart's with DeAndre Swift, uh, but who's going for anywhere between forty and fifty-six? But Aaron Jones, more often than not, goes for mid forties or even high thirties. That's I'm snapping him up anywhere underneath forty-five dollars. And that's who I'm leaving the most with. I think people are not overestimating A.J. Dillon. I think they're underestimating Green Bay's run game in general. It's not, a, it's not a zero-sum game. Both running backs can take a step up. Or not, not that. A.J. Dillon can take a step up without having to come away from Aaron Jones. And I think that people aren't perceiving that, and it's being reflected in the market. Yeah, I think that that also comes down to people going, oh, well, vacated targets don't matter. But then they're looking at target shares and they're too scared to give Aaron Jones a big target share. So they're, they're sure. getting, they're getting there's messy. Like, with Yeah. Them. There's lots of potential. That's I didn't even consider that, honestly. Yeah. And so now I'm considering even more. <laughs> Mike, do you have any questions for Evan? Yeah. Has the uh, auction Evan left the building and is now the salary cap Evan, or does yeah, he still uh, have passion for both? You know, I'm, 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 I just want to, uh, it's a great question. It's a great question. I'm, I want to be all inclusive on my language just just in case just to make sure everyone if there's even if one percent of the people aren't going to like the terminology well hey i can just change the, the words and then i get one percent more people maybe coming to the site maybe feeling included you know we're saying yeah we're saying the same thing basically so um one last thing from evan one last note that you wanted to put in and i wanted to kind of separate this from everything else is uh don't look at a manager's total dollars left look at their max bid left and this is what i always do uh well actually early in the auction i like to get an idea of what their average is but then as True. we get closer to the end yeah. i like to switch that to max bid and most clients have this as an as a toggle and i love this because um if if it's like you and two other people who all need wide receivers and their max bid is three dollars where you can just nominate them for three dollars and see what happens yeah and it happens a lot where uh even if it's like even in, in stretching back if a wide receiver two i love is going and there's a a, 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 a manager who has say 17 dollars left but they have to fill five spots and i have you know, $18 left, but I have to fill nine spots. Uh, I can just start, if we're starting to do a, a, do a uh, back and forth, I can do where I'm like, okay, you're just going to bid to the max. I'm going to bid your max 
and save myself that dollar of me bidding one below your max and then you do that and now i have one more dollar for the end and this is the i don't care about dollars in the beginning but the end yeah that dollar means a lot uh it's interesting sleeper actually not only lists max on the main uh uh tab it lists it in bold and it has total not bolded oh that's actually really helpful so um i have one last question for you evan uh, jump bids are great, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wally, uh, Wally and I are on stream, and the other day I was like, okay, so you know what? <laughs> that is unque- – I don't remember what happened, but I was like, that is unquestionably the correct use of a jump bid there. Huh. Hey. Okay, huh. Wow, that worked really well. I forget where it was or what it was, but, yeah, we at Football Observatory, we've had a debate about whether there's any merit to going – somebody says one, you say two, going five or – eight or whatever, if that has a psychological value. And I at first was a complete proponent of it never does, but I definitely 100% saw one where I'm like, there's no doubt that was the correct place to jump bid. They then jump bid three or four more times. And even while he was like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, they're not leaving <laughs> money on the table. But I'm definitely, my eyes were opened last week. Yes. So I played the long game and I'm now correct. And when Evan says we've had debates about it, it almost tore the website apart. In the, er- in the early days. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. All <laughs> right. Uh, so that'll do it for the uh, salary cap uh, portion of this podcast. If you're hearing this on our uh, free feed, then uh, we will see you um, next week. We'll have a full episode in the free feed. But if you're listening on the uh, Patreon feed, we will continue with the AFC and NFC North previews. <laughs>